Napa know-how. You don't have to know fancy terms like ceramic, metallic, and calibers to know that this sound isn't a good thing. And now at most Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, you'll get a $75 prepaid Visa card when you spend $250 on brakes. Do it yourself or have it done for you and save $75. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 531-19. The following is a Podcast One Minnesota production. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, betcha, yeah. If it's made in Minnesota, who's making it and how? Yeah, you got that right. It's the makers of Minnesota, focusing on the products and services uniquely made in Minnesota, and conversations with the makers, entrepreneurs, and innovators in Minnesota about how they conceived of their products and how they brought them to market. With Stephanie Hansen, it's the makers of Minnesota. Hi, this is Stephanie Hansen, and you're listening to the Makers of Minnesota podcast. We are in episode 51, and I just want to say thanks to everybody that's been tuning in. We had a great month uh, for the month of June, lots of downloads. We really appreciate you spreading the words and telling your friends. We've had some great comments on our Facebook page. You can find us at Makers of Minnesota on Twitter, Makers of MN, and also on Instagram. We've had lots of great stories that we've been able to tell and today we're talking to Molly Clark. Hi, Molly. Hi, Stephanie. Uh, Molly is the founder of Taking Stock Foods with her partner, Maddie Cowdy. Did I say that right? Cowdy. Cowdy. Okay. I have like name <laughs> issues. You'll tell me and then I'll think it. And then two minutes later, I'll turn the microphone on and I'll say it and I'll do it wrong. But such is life. I have a little bit of the Julia in me, I think, from my talk. Um, <laughs> so, Molly, you and I first met, I think, on Weekly Dish a while back. Yeah. And your company is really interesting to me because Taking Stock Foods is a company that is devoted to introducing and making healthy broth for people. Absolutely. How did you get started in that? Uh, it was such a... There's so many different ways, I think, to come to <laughs> where we are now. Yeah. And did it start out with what you thought it would be or did it morph over Absolutely time? not. Yeah. We we did a bunch of different things. So I think that it was really born out of a real depth of a relationship between two people, which is me and Maddie. Okay. Um, And a desire for the two of us to create something together that we could both just be enthusiastic about nonstop. And I think that we've done that. Um, Broth. Broth. Okay, because I'm sorry. That just seems like a little weird. I know. It does seem kind of weird, I guess. Um, So we both have culinary backgrounds. We met working in restaurants. We were working at a restaurant called the Strip Club Meat and Fish, Mm -hmm. which just closed in July. Um, You're from the house of Tim Niver. Yes, and JD. Yeah, JD Fransky. Not to be forgotten, yes. So we met there and just made a fast friendship, and she was sort of a mentor to me a lot during that period of time. And we came to a point in our lives where both of us were looking to be creators and start something new. And we um, came upon making a a soup restaurant, like a fast, casual soup Mm -hmm. restaurant that was going to be in the Skyway system. And we did a business. We did three business plans for that concept. And it it just didn't come to fruition, which was fine, because we ended up realizing that we really wanted to 
make this broth. It was it was our passion out of the whole process that we went through with that first version. And the reason it was broth that we were interested in was we were just surprised that there wasn't any awesome broth on the market. I mean, it's a hard product to find from a cook's perspective. Mm -hmm. And since neither of us were working in professional kitchens anymore, it was either make it yourself, which either of us could do, but we also wished that there was something available in stores. And um, Maddie's last job was working with people in an elderly community. I have spent a lot of time with elders and um, they're always looking for no-nonsense, nutrient-rich foods. So that was one of the reasons why we were led in that direction. But we ended up finding out about this bone broth thing. Well, let's talk about that because I think that the timing of that was really part of what has made your business successful. Yeah, yeah. So bone broth is, um, it's a a broth that's usually used more in a holistic sense um, as like a health food. And we encourage people to drink it versus use it as a culinary product, although you could. And the difference between a bone broth and a regular broth or stock is that it's cooked for an extended period of time and it uses um, some sort of acid. So we use a Minnesota-grown fruit wine vinegar. Mm -hmm. But it encourages the bones to break down, all the collagen and the stuff inside the bones and the calcium of the bones, all of that goes into the broth. And it's also a really high protein food. Um, you know, I have I have loved ones who are struggling with cancer right now. I know a lot of people who are super healthy and are just looking for something to make them, uh, I don't know, an even more successful runner. Or yep. And and this product really is a catch all for all of those different needs. So you became into the broth movement, which was a movement, mm-hmm. and for lots of people, as you just described, yeah. health reasons, fitness reasons, paleo yeah. reasons, right, there were just right. like this uh, perfect storm that came together. And then at the same time, doing a food business, can I just ask you, like, I think about your business plan, about you and your and, and Maddie sitting there and going, okay, we're going to make broth and we're going to sell this broth and this is going to be a company that can sustain two individuals in our lifestyles. Right. I just find that that those numbers would be so hard to add up. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not easy. And um, a big part of what we're trying to do with our business, too, is be able to offer jobs that pay people a living wage, sure. which is hard to do in the culinary field too. Food manufacturing is, is very different though from the restaurant world, yep. which we've found out. Um was that a hard lesson to find out? Yes. Yeah. I thought that was gonna be I mean, the regulatory people who are checking in are you on you are different. Um and the relationship with food, like when you are serving somebody something that you have just made what needs to be thought about is very different than if you are sending something to somebody, you don't know how they're storing it, you don't know how long they're cooking it, you don't know, there's a lot of variables that are completely unknown when you're manufacturing manufacturing, a product, which I guess now is obvious to me, but at the time didn't seem, I wasn't thinking about that. How did you learn those things? So if someone's listening to this podcast and, you know, they're going to manufacture granola or something... Mm -hmm. How did you learn that? Was it trial and error? Um, There are so many amazing resources in the state of Minnesota specifically. I mean, I tell people I'm not from Minnesota originally. Mm -hmm. I'm from Massachusetts. And 
I feel so, so lucky to be having my business here versus anywhere else in the country right now because um, all of the schools and the focus on agriculture in the state of Minnesota has made it so it's a really pioneering state in terms of free resources, um, people who actually know things about food science and food photography and branding of food. Like a lot of the people we work with have past lives in Target or worked for Cargill. Mm -hmm. And so we are rubbing shoulders with people who are playing with like multi-million dollar accounts and we have a tiny little business that we're starting, but we're getting their input, which is not normal. Yeah, like, that doesn't really happen cool in the rest of the it. country. Yeah, that there's a lot of resources to bear here. For so a food much company. so. So yeah, I mean there was trial and error, but just asking around. I mean, you can talk to we we originally were working with Women Venture, which is an organization sure. that works with um, women-owned businesses, and they were great, but didn't have a huge connection with the food world specifically. Um, Midwest Pantry. Mm-hmm. Kind of serves the same purpose and is super focused on small food businesses in the state of Minnesota. Um, we've worked with the Small Business Council. We've worked with uh, the Department of Ag. There's there's just like so many different resources. You just kind of have to ask around. And I would say to anybody who's listening, who's thinking of starting their own business, go to a farmer's market. Ask somebody how how it ended up, how they figured it out. You kind of, what's funny to me about your business is you did not start at a farmer's market, but you're at farmer's markets now. Yeah. So we did. We did debut in farmer's oh, markets, you did. but okay. it was the indoor farmer's market season, which is alive and well in the state of Minnesota, people. Support your winter farmer's markets. Yep. Um, but we uh, we also did a lot of direct-to-customer sales through our online website. And did you have to spend money on advertising to get people to know about that? Or how did you get that up and running? Um, well, I'm a, a pretty well-connected person and was able to sort of talk to people who I know in the business and don't really mind moving and shaking. So I got a lot of free press in that way. Now we're starting to explore paid advertising through Facebook and Instagram. And um, Have you done any yet? We have. And has it been successful for you? Measuring success is difficult. I would say that it has definitely uh, gained awareness about our product in the community at large. It hasn't equaled necessarily into dollars and cents as much, and yeah, it's figuring out where that where the like gap is and where you know social media. I think people have the expectation that it's so much more trackable. Therefore, you will make money with it faster that you can monetize and see. Mm-hmm. However. It is still marketing, and yep. it's not unlike you know buying uh, radio commercials or on television or print ads in a magazine. Yep. It takes time to get that frequency and that traction with the right consumers. Yeah. Well, and again, coming back to the idea of there being such a small food community here, or really like it's not small, but it's very intimate, and it's easy to break into um, if you go to events that are put on and there are other food makers, and you start talking to them, they're going to be really approachable for the most part and Mm -hmm. willing to talk. So we were able to also spend a lot of time like networking through like NABO and other organizations too, and just meeting other female business owners, food business owners, just normal business owners, and ask them how they did it. And I think that that's the best way to go about it. At Farmers Insurance, we know a roof can withstand a lot. One exception being an airborne car. 
Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Is it? I my experience too has been that women are very likely to share things if you ask them, mm-hmm. but they don't offer it up. So you right. and one of the things that impressed me about you when I saw you at I think it was um, one of these women events was you kept asking me all these questions. And I was like, I didn't know you. And I kind of was like, oh, I don't know this person, but she's asked me all these questions. And yeah. then you became in my consciousness and have stayed in in there. Your product is great. Thanks. I just, I'm so curious, like, can you get to the point where you can make money with it? And does it beget other products? So maybe is like broth the beginning. Yeah. And then maybe you do get into more CSAs of soup or something yeah. like that. I don't yeah. know. Have you thought about that? Absolutely. I think that... Um... A successful food business is a food business that's thinking five years down the road. And we've been talking to a lot of people recently and hearing the differentiator of doing a business as a hobby and doing a business as a business and running your business in those two different ways. So if you have a passion project and you make the best jam in the entire world and you've won the state fair and somebody's like, you should sell that at a farmer's market and you are making the jam and it's super fun and you love it and you're not making a ton of money, but that sustains you. Awesome. Yep. That's not what we're trying to do. And so... Did you know that when you started? Yeah. Um, my ultimate goal is to be able to continue to work with Maddie Cotty and the two of us to create a business that is... um, really like people know it as being an intentional business that is thoughtful and wholesome and trying to get people to the next step, whatever they're trying to do. And we're doing that through broth right now. We have other ideas for products and there's a lot of different paths that we can go down with that. Um, But it's more about what the business represents versus a particular product line at any singular moment. Do you want to make a lot of money? Uh, I'd like to make enough money to be able to continue to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like the business to be successful. I think like to just have money in my pocket and go move and like not like disassociate mm-hmm. with my life because I've checked that off the list. Like that's not my ultimate goal at all. Right. Um, when you think about, you talked about employing people and a sustainable wage, there's been a lot of, um, criticism about you know the government in minnesota and helping small businesses and now we've mm-hmm. got an all the 15 dollars minimum wage and yeah. the medical care and health care and you seem like you're excited by all of those things as a business owner versus hindered by them mm, i wouldn't say that i'd say that when you're trying to create effective change you need to make sure you're not getting the cart before the horse like the $15 minimum wage, that's what we were planning on paying our businesses or our, our employees anyhow. Mm-hmm. Like that was a goal of ours and it was important to us. But one of the reasons why we decided not to do the soup restaurant was because when we started adding up all the numbers and all the employees we'd have to support, we were like, we can't give them a good work environment. I don't know how restaurateurs do what they do and like it's a very, very difficult thing. And for somebody to come in and... and somebody, the government, for anybody to come in and be like super critical and like you're being bad to your employees when that might not necessarily be the case, sure. but they're not capable of paying that price. Right. Uh, it's it's not 
cut and dry. It's a very difficult conversation. And I think that jumping to judgment is is not something that I like to do. And yeah, it's it's a complicated. And it's weird. Like when I think about running my own business, we, my partners and I, we made decisions based on the goodness of our employees, but also the goodness of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We wanted to weigh ourselves as fairly as them, yeah. but not weigh ourselves more fairly. You know, like we wanted to be good people first. Yeah, We wanted to be able to have people come and work for us that enjoyed it, that made a good living, that felt like they could raise families, buy homes, do those things. Yeah. In order to do that, we sacrificed yeah. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it came out of our own personal right. future and... I remember I was in business with my husband and another woman, and I remember looking at my husband one day and saying, you know, by making this choice, I can't remember what we were deciding, but I said, you're choosing our employees in our business over our personal yeah. interests of our family. Yep. And he looked right at me and he said, yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, owning a business is lots of things. And that's why I think you need to like, keep that kernel alive inside of you and remember why you're doing the business um like i've been reading a lot about business recently mm-hmm. i got this great book from the harvard business review about managing yourself because what's it called it's called managing yourself okay <laughs> it's part of a series that the hbc or hbr put out um but it's really interesting coming from that school how much the emphasis is on like don't ignore your life in order to get ahead in business. And that's something that's always been really important for Maddie and myself. Like, it's important that our partners feel cared about and loved. And it's important also to be able to tell them, like, I'm going to be emotionally unavailable for the next two months because my business is taking over my life. Mm -hmm. But having an honest conversation with them about it and giving them some expectations and letting them know that, like, and I plan on returning to our amazing, loving relationship after this. Like, right. you're not, life happens, business happens, it's difficult, and you can't always have everything be a beautiful rainbow. But um, it is important not to lose sight of what you're doing. Like, if your business is, is making you miserable, that's not a success no. in my eyes. Yeah. Do you still make broth yourself? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's, how and let's talk about intense. that the production of <laughs> producing yeah. a product and uh-huh. do you think about maybe going to a co-packer or something yep. like that at what point do you make that shift? Yeah, yeah, that's something that's always on our mind. So we do make the product ourselves right now and that's great for the bespoke quality of our product. It's like really we control every single piece of our product right now. Um but you know, a co-packer, a contract packer, the person that we would go to if we weren't to be making the product ourselves is going to have invested in all the processes and USDA certification and like what the question that we ask ourselves is like, at what point do the benefits of working with somebody and also like advocating for our business, making mm-hmm. sure our formula is the same and they're doing what we want us to do. I mean, we want to have a positive relationship if we start working with a co-packer. But, like, it would take us – they are experts. It would take us so long to figure out what they're doing. And when you're trying to scale a product, too, and start making more of it, um, what we're doing right now in the facility that we're working in is great. 
at the level that we're doing it. But if suddenly people were like, I want taking stock broth, I need it right now, and we couldn't fill orders all the time, that that is a limitation of our business. It's not because you're in work a commercial out. kitchen. Yeah, we work in a commissary kitchen in St. Paul. Are you maxed out on your space or your environment? Not yet. yet. And and we love our kitchen. Um, we love the community that we have there, and it's been so informative as to how we've grown. But we always weigh the pros and cons of the different moves that we could be doing, and mm-hmm. it's definitely something that we think about a lot. How often do you review your business plan or do you check back in with it or? We have quarterly goals um, that we have going on all the time. And we we write the goals at the beginning of the year and then we check in on them every three months or mm-hmm. so. Um, so we wrote those business plans for the original business concept. Until we start seeking investment, we're not really going to be writing another business plan because that's more of a formal presentation that we mm-hmm. would be giving to somebody else. But in terms of like a working business plan that recognizes that your business isn't static and is changing all the time, we're talking about it constantly. Do you keep a P&L? Uh, yep. Yep. We do. Maddie does all the finances. She does um, all the bookkeeping and stuff. And we do work with, with an accounting firm to help us with like end of year taxes and stuff, Mm -hmm. which is so important as a small business. I know so many people who like push that aside. I mean, not working necessarily with an accountant, but just being aware of what's going on with your finances. It's easy to not think about that. So I don't know. Yes, we we check in all the time. And we also do um, daily logs that we send to each other. So we have a paper trail as to what both of us are doing because we've delegated a lot of tasks. Well, you sound super organized. I'm very impressed. Thanks. I want taking stock foods to go, <laughs> go because I think your broth is wonderful. Thank you. Um, I just I think it's a really unique product that you've invested clearly your heart and soul in it. Mm-hmm. And what that could become is really interesting to me. Um, when I've met you, I've just been very impressed with the way that you carry yourself and the way you're approaching this business for this singular thing. Yeah. Which I just, I feel very strongly that if anyone's going to make it happen, it's going to be you guys. That's so nice to hear. Yeah, Thank for you. Sure. So thanks for being on today. Yeah. Um, good luck and keep <laughs> us informed as things progress. Will do. All right. Thanks. Thank We've been you. talking to Molly Clark and her business partner, Maddie Cowdy. Did I say it right? Cotty. She's oh, not here right now. She's so. not here. But I wanted to just recognize her because yeah. uh, I know it's a partnership that's important to you. Yeah. With Taking Stock Foods, you can find them. At takingstockfoods.com. You're also at the Northeast Farmers Market. Is that correct? Yes. And um, people, do you have a, do you have a, uh, I'm trying to, do you guys have like a CSA or a? So yeah, we're going to be actually pulling away from Farmers Market. So that might not be the best way to find us. Go online. We do broth subscriptions oh, cool. at takingstockfoods.com. We're also starting to work with more stores. So we're available in Mastel's and the Golden Fig and Minia- uh sorry, in St. Paul. Paul. And then also at um, Grassroots Gourmet in Minneapolis, yep. quite a few other ones if you want me to keep going. I I, I will defer people to your website. <laughs> yes, go to the website. I, I know that um, the people that have carried your product, I know, have really enjoyed it as well. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Thanks. At Farmers Insurance, we know the sound of a perfect hot air balloon landing and a less than perfect one. Seen it, covered it. Click for more. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance, Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state.
I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. An F-16 pilot having hydraulic problems with his aircraft managed to parachute to safety as the plane smashed into a warehouse east of Los Angeles. Fire Captain Fernando Herrera. That pilot landed in the uh, March Air Force Base area. In the base itself. Amazingly, there were no serious injuries after the plane hit the building. Alabama executed a man last night for his role in killing four people after an argument over a pickup truck. Tennessee executed a man who killed his wife. Reporters couldn't see the execution, but AP correspondent Travis Lawler says... We could hear sounds, uh, including a singing that uh, uh, Mr. Johnson's attorney says was him singing a hymn. Answering a reporter's question, President Trump said he hopes the U.S. is not on a path to war with Iran. Mr. Trump has dismissed suggestions that any of his advisors are trying to push him into a conflict. I'm Rita Foley.